I'm glad y'all are here tonight. And I'm glad we're here tonight. <laughs> and I welcome those of you joining online. I know there's a lot of sickness right now. And matter of fact, our students are not meeting tonight because of uh, those that have uh, had COVID and those that are quarantined. And so uh, for that reason, we've got Michael and Megan with us tonight. So you got the, the singing Canarnies minus, minus one, I guess. Uh, Matt's back at school. But, um, but anyway, I wanted to um, just begin tonight. Uh, midweek just reminding us how good God is our Heavenly Father he's perfect in every way just imagine that perfection that's who we trust in and that's who we believe in everything God does everything about God is is perfect so I pray that'll encourage us as we think about trusting in him tonight as we begin and focus on prayer oh I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like But I've heard the tender whisper of love In the dead of night as you tell me That you're pleased and that I'm never alone you're a good, good Father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Oh, I've seen many searching for answers far and wide but I've known we're all searching for answers only you provide cause you know just what we need before we say a word you're Good, good Father, it's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you, it's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am, cause you're perfect in all of your ways, you are perfect. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. He's perfect. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to I can hardly speak peace so unexplainable I, I can hardly think as you call me 
deeper still as you call me deeper still as you call me deeper still into love love you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and i'm loved by you it's who i am it's who i am it's who i am that's good news so thankful for who God is and that really is encouraging encouraging when we think about who we are as compared to who God is and I'm so thankful that God's never made a mistake and I'm grateful for who he is and he certainly can be trusted I can't rely and trust in things of the world and can't trust in man I can't even trust in myself we just mess stuff up because we're flawed we're sinners but God is perfect and he doesn't need us but thank God for his grace and his love he made a way for us through Jesus and we can call on him and and by faith in Christ if we're in Christ then we're adopted into the family of God and we have a heavenly father he's a good good father everything he does and uh, even when things don't make sense and God permits trials to come our way his, his purpose for us is always our best interest at heart you know, or his best interest at heart which is always good everything God does is good and he's, he's so good and I just thought that would be a great way uh, for us to begin tonight talking about the goodness of God and um, I want us to look in Ecclesiastes tonight Ecclesiastes uh, chapter uh, 12 and um, I want to focus on purpose. What's our ultimate purpose? And as we begin tonight, um, if you're seeking fulfillment, purpose, or, or meaning from this world, if, if that's what you're seeking after, looking in this world for purpose, fulfillment, or meaning, uh, or even in human accomplishments, what we can do by our own hands, I've got some bad news for you. You'll never find it will never find fulfillment, purpose, or meaning in life by what we can accomplish. It might be temporary, but it certainly won't last. It won't satisfy. It'll leave us with a sense of emptiness and longing for more. And, of course, you know, we know the, uh, the author of, of Ecclesiastes was, was seeking, you know, the very question of what's this all about? And, uh, and so we're going to look at this tonight. There's, there's nothing in the world that will feel the deepest um, void in your life the deepest void in your heart it's not the ultimate car it's not the greatest job not the most beautiful girl or the most handsome guy not the greatest education not winning at all not winning the lottery not, you know, not going on jeopardy and winning millions of dollars you know, n- none of that um, has anything to do with filling the, the deepest void in our life and no alcohol, no drug and, and you know there's, the sad thing is that is that many today that's that's where where they are looking that's the source that they are 
that they are chasing after, trying to find that purpose in life. So how do we discover fulfillment? How do we discover purpose and meaning in life? What is our ultimate purpose? And so tonight we're going to look at King Solomon's experience. A wealthy, wise man, look at his experience. And certainly if it was found in, in wealth and, and in looks and, and prosperity and, and even, you know, all those things, King Solomon would have, would have had it. But he's seeking. And, and so we come to the end of Ecclesiastes to kind of sum it all up. So we think about our ultimate purpose. And it's my prayer tonight that our conclusion will be the same as King Solomon's as we seek to discover fulfillment and purpose and, and meaning in life. And, and so there's three truths that I want us to focus on tonight. And, and so if you'll, if you'll look with me um, as we begin here in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, and um, I'll go ahead and read uh, the last two verses of, of Ecclesiastes, verses 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. So that's, that's what's happening here. You know, King Solomon is summing all this up. He's, he's thinking, what's it all about? What's the point? You know, are we just chasing the wind? Uh, what's, what's the whole thing about? And that's, here it is right here. It's all summed up in these last two verses. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. Now, parents, that's where it's at. You know, that's what we need to teach our kids. This is what it's all about is, is, is a reverence and a fear for God and, and also obey his, his word, obey his commandments. The greatest thing we can do is to worship God and to obey his word. So we come to verse 14. For God will bring every work into judgment. Why do we fear God? He's the judge. Here it is right here. How could I do such sin against God? I'm going to stand before God one day. I need to fear God and I need to obey his word. For God will bring every work into judgment. Solomon's conclusion is we need to worship and fear God. Worship God and obey his word because he's, going to, he's the judge. He'll bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Something for us to think about tonight, our ultimate purpose. And I pray that we'll allow God to speak and that we'll examine our hearts tonight. Are we seeking this purpose tonight? I pray that if not, that we'll change and that we'll make that change in our life and that we'll seek God, obey God, and fear God and reverence God. We'll focus on the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight that we can meet together on this Wednesday night. Lord, I so missed being with the church on Sunday. But we thank you, Lord, for um, the fact that we're here tonight. We can gather tonight. I thank you for uh, Brian and for Cindy being here as well, that we can live stream and, and uh, welcome those that are uh, online as well into their homes. And I pray that you will bless and strengthen and help us, Lord, before this is over, Lord, that we can examine our hearts and allow you to examine, God, that we can say, Lord, that I want to seek you, and I want to obey you, and I want to worship you. Not worship myself or things of the world, but worship you and obey your word. That's where we'll find meaning and purpose and fulfillment in life. Help us, Lord Jesus. Teach us, I pray, in your name. Amen. Well, I want us to see, first of all, um, that our ultimate purpose is to fear God. Now, what does it mean? I mean, we, we see here in, in verse 13, the conclusion of the whole matter, King Solomon says, is fear God. Well, what, what does that mean? Well, in our day, we think of fear in a negative way. You know, we, we don't want fear in our lives. Um, we think about thunderstorms. We were talking about 
those storms maybe going through a lane where, where your family lives in Mississippi and, and that'll, that'll put the fear in you, you know, uh, storms because, you know, we're, we're, what are we against a mighty storm like that? Um, I remember when I was a youth pastor, we, we always would go up to Table Rock and, um, and, and we would go up on the top of a waterfall and we would, we would jump off. And I, I want you to know this was probably the most fearful. There's two times, three times in my life, four times now that the more I think of, of, in my life when I, had, when I had real fear, powerful fear in my life. And um, one of them was up at Table Rock. We were up there and, and, um, and it, was, it was early summer. And normally by this time, you know, the, the moss had already been kind of gone off the rocks. Well, we got up there, and, and um, I was just assuming that it wasn't, you know, that slippery. And I slipped and fell, and I was out of control, and I went over that waterfall. And, the, and there was that split moment when I saw one of the youth that was there. And I, I was about to go, and he reached for me, and I couldn't reach him. And I knew I was, I was going down. There was a moment that I thought, this could be it. And I, and I thought, I know there's rocks down. What if I break my back on a rock or, or whatever, you know? And, and, um, but fortunately, I just went splash. And I thought, for a second, everything's good. And so I was fine. But I remember that fear in my life. I, I remember I've, I've had, I had a car wreck. I was going to pick up Matthew from the elementary school one day. And uh, was not just a couple of miles from here. And I was looking down, and, and when the time that I looked down was not on the road. I, I was in my lane, but an SUV crossed over and just about head-on collision. And I remember hearing a slam and feeling something, and the big, I saw the big uh, airbag explode right in front of me. And, and, and for, that, for that moment, and I'm sliding out of control, and here comes an oncoming vehicle, but fortunately they saw it and missed, and I came to a stop, and I thought, okay, I'm, I think I'm fine. And then I thought, what if I'm trapped and I can't get out? And... And, um, and all this stuff's going through my mind. And, and, and I remember that fear. You know, we think about fear a lot of times in a, in a negative way. But when we see fear God, that means that we have a reverence for God. Why do we have a reverence for God? Because of who God is. He's great. He's supreme and he's mighty. And then as we'll see in the latter part of, of, uh, of verse um, 14 in, in just a moment... Uh, or, or we'll see in verse 14 that God is the judge. And so that has an element to it as well. We fear God. There's that reverence for God because he's great and powerful, but he's also the judge. We're going to be accountable to God one day. So there's that. It's all included with, with this fear. And so in the Bible, uh, when we see fear, we're, we're talking about worship and reverence for who God is. He's great. He's perfect. He's holy and righteous. We're so not like that. He's a good, good father, and I'm not good. You're not good. We're sinful. But God is great and mighty and holy and righteous. And um, in Psalm 33 and verse 8, the psalmist declares, Let all the earth fear the Lord. All the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. That's what we're talking about. Fear and standing in awe of God. That's what we need today is a reverence and an awe for God. And we seem to have lost that in 2022. The psalmist declared in Psalm 86 verse 11, Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Oh, that's a prayer right there that we need to pray. That's a prayer we need to teach our families, our kids. Teach me, Lord, your way that I'll walk in your truth. And unite my heart to fear your name. Fear your name. Reverence. All of God. And so I want us to see, first of all, uh, King Solomon reminds us 
you know, the matter of the conclusion is, is that we fear God. We worship. We have a reverence for God. We place our faith in the Lord. We realize that He's supreme. He's the great creator. He's the eternal judge, the righteous judge. God's plan is the best. Some of our uh, desire for the Lord ought to be that I just couldn't. It's like, it's like Joseph, Potiphar's wife. You know, Joseph's like, I cannot sin not only against Potiphar, but I can't sin against God. I fear God. I, I couldn't do that against the Lord. And so I worship God. I say yes to the Lord and no to sin. And that's a, that's a worship of God. I have a reverence for God. Um, we, we trust and we rely on God because He's great and He's worthy. We worship Him and uh, we, we fear Him. We reverence God. So first of all, our ultimate purpose is to worship and reverence God. But also, uh, I want us to see that our ultimate purpose is to obey God's Word. And we see that very clearly here, the last part of verse 13. Matter of fact, this right here is, is summing it all up by King Solomon. Here it is. Worship and fear God and also keep His commandments. Now, if we'll do that right there, imagine how different this world would be. Imagine how different I would be and how different you would be, how different our church would be, our churches would be, if God's people would worship God, fear God, and obey His commands. Think about that. Obey His commands. It, all, it never works out good when we disobey God's Word. We go contrary to God's Word. How obedient are you to God's Word? Solomon says, here's what it boils down to. Obey God's Word. How obedient are we to God's Word? Think of uh, how better it would be for a son or daughter in their relationship with, with their, or how smooth their, their relationship with their parents would be if they would obey their parents. There's friction, there's turmoil, there's even hurt in the home when kids don't honor their parents, their parents' word. This is God's order, you know, for kids to obey their parents. And it really is backwards for parents to obey their kids, which is what's happening too often today. The kids are the ones running the show. The parents want to keep the kids happy, and it, it's just kind of reversed. But that's confusion, that's chaos. That's not God's order. It's kids should honor and trust their parents. You might say that a son or daughter's purpose is to obey their parents. That's, we know that. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. So there's that, the principle, the biblical principle, is that children should obey and honor their parents. And, and this, this same is true in our relationship with our Heavenly Father. We should obey His Word never goes good when we don't. God will never bless when we go contrary to His Word. The psalmist wrote about a man who would be truly blessed in Psalm 1. And I want to read this. You're familiar with this, Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In other words, the Word of God. And in his law does he meditate day and night. He thinks about it. I mean, he cherishes God's word. What we think, what we cherish, we think about. And he meditates on God's word. And he, verse 3 of Psalm 1, shall be like a tree planted by the rivers and brings forth fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. 
The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. The godly meditate and cherish, think on and obey, delight in God's Word. One hand, God's Word brings blessings and fruit. On the other hand, those who don't honor God's Word, which means they're disobedient to God's Word, they have no stability, they have no purpose, and the psalmist compares them to the chaff that's just blown by the wind. I don't want to be like that. You know, I, want to, I want to have stability. I want, to, I want my roots to go deep. And the only way that can happen, our spiritual roots go deep, is when we uh, read God's Word and obey His Word. You remember what Jesus said about the man that obeys His Word? He'll have a sure, solid foundation, a rock-solid foundation. And when the, the storms come and the floods, w waters rise, that that house will stand. But the man that doesn't obey God's Word, then he's, he's like a house that's built on the shifting stand, and it's not going to stand, and the, the fall's going to be great. So what about us tonight? Are we a picture of, of someone that has a rock-solid foundation? That doesn't come from the world. It comes by faith and obedience in the Lord and in His Word. That's our purpose. Our purpose is to obey God's Word. So Solomon makes it very plain here as he sums up this, this matter of what's our purpose, what's our meaning. Solomon says the conclusion is fear God, have a reverence for God, and then obey His Word. But then we come down to verse 14, and I want us to see that we will be judged according to to our ultimate purpose, which our ultimate purpose is to fear God and to obey His Word. And we'll be held accountable. We'll be judged according to that. So look at verse 14 as we close. For God will bring every work into judgment. I, I see that word every there. What does that mean? <laughs> it means every. It doesn't mean there's, there's some things that will be left out or swept under the rug or you know some things will just be looked over. No, I mean, every work will be brought into judgment, including every secret thing. That means the things that we might think nobody knows about. God knows about it. Whether it's good, there's some things that we do that others, you know, that, that people do that's good, and they're not looking for recognition. They just do it. Praise God. That's going to be brought to light, too. God doesn't miss that. That's the positive side of it. But also the evil things, things that we, listen, we, I can, we can fool each other, but we can't fool God. He, he knows. It'll all, we'll all be held accountable. We'll all be uh, brought before the righteous judge one day. I'm sure we've said or we've even heard someone say, how did you know about that? Maybe you've said that. Maybe you've said it this way. How'd you know about that? Someone thought that someone else didn't know about something, yet they were surprised or maybe even shocked when they discovered they, that, that they knew about it. Maybe they thought they covered their tracks pretty good. Let me say, and I already mentioned it, but we can fool each other. We can hide things from each other, and there's a chance no one may not ever know. However, it's not that way with the Lord. And we're reminded of that right here. God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether it's good or evil. It'll be brought to light. It'll be brought into, into judgment. God himself will judge, and everything will be brought to light. You know, there's times that uh, maybe on Sunday morning I'm, I'm getting ready, and I wonder, does this match, or does this look, or, or maybe, you know, so I'll, I'll open the, you know, the curtains, let the sunlight come in, and man, it brings it to light. Oh, what were you thinking? That looks awful. Or maybe there's something that the sunlight reveals that in the 
the house light didn't reveal. I walk outside and there's fuzz all over a black coat or something. And, and, and I didn't see that. But boy, the light reveals it. And, and we, we think about the glory of God. Jesus is the light. And, and one day we'll stand before the righteous judge and it'll all be brought to light. And so what Solomon is saying about our purpose is to fear God, obey God, and that's what we were created for. And we're going to be judged one day for how we live according to our purpose. Any other purpose, chasing after the great dollar or, or trying to be popular, you know, all, all of these things, that'll leave us empty. And we can strive and strive all day long looking for man's approval or, or seeking to be what the world says we ought to be and have success the way the world says we ought to have it. But it'll leave us empty and we'll have nothing. But if we will worship and fear God and honor God and obey His Word, that's an eternal difference. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, King Solomon, one of the wealthiest men who ever lived, he had everything he ever wanted. Yet, he went on a binge trying to satisfy his appetites with the wrong things. You know, things of the world, the, the, the wealth and all, all of this stuff, the riches. He went after passion. He went after possessions. He went after the things of beauty and buildings and land. He drank and he partied. And after all of that were his conclusion in Ecclesiastes 2.11. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had told to achieve, everything was vanity. In other words, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. All of that. The things that this world makes such a big deal about. The things that we're so caught up with a lot of times. If we'll just read Ecclesiastes, we'll, we'll save ourselves a lot of heartache and a lot of, a lot of sorrow. It's just a chasing the wind. It's all vanity. It's all meaningless. Have you ever been hungry and tried to satisfy your appetite with, with snacking? I mean, it just doesn't work. Popcorn and Snicker bars doesn't, doesn't do. You know, it might, for a snack, it might be good every now and then, but it, it doesn't do. I'm talking about a good meal, a good substance. I mean, you want a real meal. I'm talking about some good old country fried steak and green beans and gravy and, and a sweet potato souffle and some, I, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking, to the, maybe you call it comfort food, um, but, but I'm talking about some substance there. I like, I'm talking about going to Longhorn and getting you a good T-bone steak and, and some good green beans to go along with it, some substance. And in the same way, we were created with a God-shaped hole or void in our lives. We've been created to love God, to know God, to bear fruit. And everything else is secondary. Think about it. Everything else in life, every other responsibility, no matter how significant, must be ordered behind the central purpose of your existence on earth. Knowing, loving, serving God. Reverence God, obey God. Yes, God cares about your career. He cares about your marriage. He cares about your family, your kids. He cares about your career. He cares about your ministry. But knowing Him, prioritizing Him is number one. And nothing else can take the place of that. The other things is just eating a snack, eating snacks. It never satisfies. And you'll be desiring more. But I'm telling you, 
putting God number one, reverencing God, worshiping God, he will satisfy like nothing else. Jesus said it like this, Matthew 6, 32 and 33, For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things, but seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Can we simplify our lives like that? God, it's you. One priority is you. And when we worship and obey God, it's amazing how that will take care of everything else. So let's, let's reverence God and worship God. What about you tonight? Can you say that your ultimate purpose in life is God? Reverencing God, worshiping God, honoring God, obeying God. Do you have reverence for God? Do you cherish His Word? How do I get God's desires in my heart? You know, God grant the desires, my desires of my heart, praying that they would be His desires. Well, it's through His Word. I must spend time in His Word. I must spend time with God in prayer, getting to know God. Sometimes that's work, and sometimes we won't feel like it. But every time we do that, God will give us desires, give us His desires, and He will be our purpose. And nothing can compare to that. Maybe you're, you're tired of never being satisfied. Why not surrender to the Lord and trust His way, obey Him, reverence Him? Let, let it be said, as we are fixing to close out January, it's hard to believe, almost coming to the end of January. Let it be said of, of us, those that are watching right now, those that are here, that we are making God the, prior, the priority. What's my purpose? God. What's my meaning? God. I want to reverence God, worship God. I mean, I, I, think, about, I think about my life. You know, I'm first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a Christian man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a husband, I'm a dad, and I'm a pastor. That's what God's called me to be. And those, those things, that, that, ought, that ought to be of utmost importance. Anything else I'm chasing after? I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for Red Devil Booster Club. Love it. Love spending time at the high school and love getting to be with the coaches. And, and uh, it's like a, a fraternity. I mean, they, they're such encouragers, and, 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 I, and I enjoy it. But that's not, that's not my ultimate purpose. But the reason I'm there is on purpose because of God. And everything in our lives, everything, hobbies, everything should come under our purpose of honoring God and obeying God. We should never put our purpose of honoring God and worshiping and honoring, putting that on, on the side and saying, Lord, I'm going to put this on the side because I'm going to spend some time with my buddies hunting this weekend. No, the, the reason I spend time with my buddies hunting is because of my God purpose. You know, to, to be with them and to, and to let them, you know, to be the influence on them, to see, let them see Jesus in me. It's all about God. That's what Solomon, I mean, we're talking about a man who was wealthy and rich and had it all. And he went on this binge and he tried it all, tried the things of the world and said, I, that's just nothing, that's vanity. That's just chasing the wind. And there's a lot of people in 2022 that need to come to that conclusion. And I pray that God will use us to help them see the stability and the meaning and purpose that we have in our lives as we honor God and honor his word. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. And I pray that we would make you our purpose. Nothing else will do but you. May we seek you and may we reverence you and may we worship and obey you, dear Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we want to um, close out tonight by... Uh,
taking some prayer requests and uh, and, and as we do that I'm, I'm going to pull up the uh, the live stream and I'm want to encourage those of you that are that are online right now um, encourage you if you have any prayer request um, I encourage you to go ahead and share that with us um, I, I see some are watching and and so I see a, a few requests there and <laughs> Helen Talbert says finally found you it's not the same as being there we love our church and hey Miss Helen I'm, um, I'm glad that, that you're joining us tonight and uh and I agree with you. It's not the same as being here, but I'm grateful that, that we can join together. And uh, Bobby Jackson is, is watching, and um, please remember Dennis and Joy um, as they both have COVID. I'm sorry to hear that. I know Dennis had uh, shared with me that he um, was not feeling well, and, and at that time he had uh, tested negative, but um, uh, I see now that he has COVID, so we certainly want to remember uh, Dennis as we, as we pray tonight. Uh, Don and Faye Kelly are watching, and also Vicky Chapel. Glad to, glad to have y'all watching. And I, I can't see everybody, but I can see those, and I'm grateful for those of you that are watching. If you have any prayer requests, go ahead and um, and send those in. Are there any here tonight that we'd like to share? Um, I, I do. We have some changes. Want to you know just pray for the life of our church. Um, as I mentioned, uh, our students. We've had COVID go through and. It's good to see Kevin here, and, and Kevin, I know y'all have had it pass through your house, and we have too. Megan had it last week, and I wasn't feeling good. I tested negative, um, but um, but anyway, uh, uh, there's all there also seems to be some kind of a bug or something going out going around as well that I know folks have had. But um, but you know it was a it was a wise choice tonight to uh, to not have our youth meet tonight because of that. Just got to get everybody well, and I think this winter storm probably was good for school district to, to keep students maybe at home for a little bit try to uh, try to let this thing get worked out but um but I know there's a two-hour delay for for school but just praying for our students I know the Collins family I know they've had it passed through uh, their family and uh, I know Kimbo um, Matt was sharing with me she had tested positive as well this uh, this new variant is really spreading and and so um, we just pray for those that are dealing with that and and I pray that they'll be well and that God's hand would touch them. And, and, um, and so let's remember them tonight. And Lord willing, uh, we'll be back together on Sunday. Uh, we obviously didn't meet this past Sunday because of the weather. Uh, so we moved our baby dedication to February 13th. So that's going to be a special time right before Valentine's Day to have baby dedication. And, um, and so, you know, if maybe, maybe now's a better time in February for some of you that have kids or grandkids, come on and and uh, we'd love for you to be a part of the baby dedication. And so that's going to be February the, the 13th. This Sunday is Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Um, all across our land, uh, our Southern Baptist churches will be um, honoring Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. And we'll be looking at Psalm 139 and, and uh, be reminded that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And how the Lord knit us together in our mother's womb. And, and um, then uh, Kelly, I'm grateful to have... Uh, Kelly is, is going to share also with us her testimony and her story, and so um, it, it'll be it'll be a, a, a wonderful time. It'll be a, a, a very touching uh, time. Looking forward to honoring and celebrating life this Sunday, and uh, we'll have a time of prayer as well for the unborn. And so I encourage you to to be here with us on Sunday, and uh, and then um, we've on February 13th we're going to be having our uh, super. Um, 
our super chili cook-off. Uh, now that's baby dedication in the morning, but, um, but on the 13th in the evening, we'll start at 5 o'clock, and we'll start here in the sanctuary, have a time of praise in the Word and, and worship, and then we'll, uh, we'll go downstairs after about 40, 45 minutes or so. We'll head downstairs and, and have a great time of fellowship and, and, um, and have our chili cook-off, and there's going to be prizes for the top finishers, and people can vote for their favorite chili, and and uh, it'll be, it's a great, we did this a few years ago, couldn't do it uh, last year because of COVID, but we're, we're uh, looking forward to it. It'll be a good time of fellowship together, our super chili cook-off, and so I'd remind you about that. And, um, and then on the, uh, on the 20th, um, we're going to be having Andy Bowman. Now, Andy, I believe, is, is very familiar uh, to folks in our church. I believe at one time was, was a member here. Um, he's going to be coming and uh, and will be sharing some special music with us on that Sunday morning. And then on that evening service on the 20th, we'll have a concert. And, um, and so we'll look forward to that. That'll be a, that'll be a great time together. So I uh, just want to uh, remind you about that. Also, um, we, we had scheduled a marriage retreat to the Dillard House on February 18th and 19th. Uh, today was the last day that we could cancel. And I just felt like that right now it, it's, it's tough to commit uh, to that. Um, with, with all the concerns right now so I, I felt like that it might it would be best to cancel that right now and uh, what we did was we uh, we added a couple's steak dinner on March the 19th so um, so we'll be kind of pushing the couple's um, weekend to March the 19th and that'll be on a Saturday evening at 6 o'clock we'll have a couple's steak dinner and it's $15 a couple can't beat that uh, go to Longhorns and get you a steak dinner and see what it costs. But uh, just to help us offset a little bit of the cost of it, we'll, uh, we'll be grilling steaks and having uh, sides, including uh, baked potato and, uh, and then, you know, uh, dessert and, and everything. And uh, Jeremy Merck, who was going to come and, and speak to us and do our sessions at our marriage retreat, is going to come and speak to us on the 19th. So uh, those are some changes that, that we've made. And, and um, so I just wanted to go over those and be in prayer for our church. I'm going to ask Kevin, if you would, Kevin, would you pray for our church families? We think about all these upcoming events, and of course, we are having a, um, in, in April, we're going to have a spring revival uh, coming up too, around, uh, right before Easter, so looking forward to that. But Kevin, if you'll lead us in prayer tonight. So uh, I, I know um, we mentioned those that have COVID and appreciate those, uh, those prayer requests. Also, Vicki Chapel says to pray for her son-in-law, Tyler. Uh, he's hurt his knee in training yesterday, and he has surgery. So let's remember uh, uh, Vicki's son-in-law, Tyler. Sorry, he hurt his knee, and we'll be praying for Tyler tonight. We'll add Tyler uh, to our, our prayer list. Um, and I'll continue to pray for... Um, for Miss Patsy Morris, uh, she's at home now, but continue to remember her. 
Also, Jean Watson. I want to continue to remember Jean as she recovers from uh, from her stroke. And um, and are there any others tonight? Remember David Brown. Also, continue to pray for David. Also, remember uh, Jane Pratt as well. We'll continue to lift her up as we pray tonight. Uh, remember our shut-in as well. Are there any others tonight? Before, we... yeah. That's Frank Pelfrey. Okay, Kevin's asking us to pray for Frank Pelfrey. I want to remember Frank as we as we pray tonight. And um, any others tonight? Also, um, I haven't had a chance to uh, talk with Judy. She had asked us to pray for her cousin, uh, Kayla Carver. Uh, we added her to the prayer list, and so uh, continue to pray for uh, for Kayla. Let's remember her tonight, and also her niece, Erica's husband, John Hembry. Uh, we added those two to our prayer list and want to continue to pray for Kayla Carver and John Hembry. Let's remember them as we pray tonight. And also pray for this coming Sunday. Once again, Sanctity of Human Life Sunday, there certainly is an urgency. Um, we got to be a voice for those that can't speak for themselves. And I'm, we think about the unborn, but also, you know, those that are, um, that are at the, the end and and we don't understand, you know, um, but uh, it's appointed unto man once to die, and God makes that appointment. And uh, we don't need to treat those at that, you know, at the end of their life, uh, we don't need to treat them like, you know, like they're uh, expendable. And, and, um, and, and yet we, you know, it seems today that sometimes we see that. And, you know, I, I know when we think, when we talk about sanctity of human life, I, I know that it can be a... Uh, a political thing and it's not this is not a political thing it's just we're created in the image of God and we need to focus on life and what's right and so I, I believe you this is not a political rally whatsoever nothing political about it it's just life and it's it's honoring life and and so um, so we'll, we'll be doing that Sunday and and um, so looking forward to it I know it's going to be a powerful day on Sunday and let's uh, let's pray for this coming Lord's Day as well uh, any others tonight Karen, yeah, all those who have COVID, that's right, we've, uh, we've, we've mentioned uh, those. Kimbo, uh, we're praying for you as well. We, we uh, shared that. Dennis uh, Jackson, also Joy Emery, uh, those have COVID, and, and uh, we know the, the counts as well, and those that are on quarantine, uh, all of that, uh, we, we want to remember them. Pray that God would be merciful and God would touch and bring healing and that God would, uh, you know, would, would, would put a hedge protection about our church family and God would have mercy on our church family and, uh, and keep us safe well this thing really is spreading and uh, you know but we know that God's God's able and he's the great physician so we pray for his touch for his healing uh, over all of these and I appreciate those of you joining us here tonight and uh, so much to, to be in prayer for and a lot of concerns and it's so great that here we are those of us that are here and also those throughout this community that's watching us online and wherever you may be online, how wonderful it is. And there's, there's a good number online right now. How great it is that we can join our hearts together as believers in Christ and call on the Lord 
and, and agree together in prayer. So let's do that right now. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can gather together. We know that your word tells us that we can cast all our cares on you because you care for us. And we're grateful for that, Lord. Thank you for your care for us. Thank you that you love us with an everlasting love. Thank you, Lord, that your thoughts and your ways are always perfect. You're a good, good Father. And we look to you for your help and strength. And we need you, Lord. We pray for those that are hurting, those that are sick, those battling COVID. God, I pray for your mercy. I pray for your healing touch. Uh, even tonight, Lord, we pray for our youth. And, and we look forward, Lord, that maybe we'll, our youth will be able to get back together on Sunday. I pray that you'll bring healing, Lord. And, and um, I pray for our students and, and uh, those in our school district as they go back to school tomorrow. I pray for your, your, um, your, your hand to be on us. And, Lord, please keep us safe and help us, Lord, to, uh, Lord, to get over this sickness. And, and God, I pray that, that you'll be with our church family. I pray for Miss Patsy Morris, God, that you'll encourage her and help her. I pray for Jean Watson especially, God that you will be with her. We thank you, Lord, for her love for you and her love for missions. And, and I know, Lord, that, that, that she was so happy that we met our um, Lottie Moon Christmas offering for international missions, and she always uh, supported missions. And I thank you for her, and I pray you'll touch her, and I pray for her family, Lord. You'll help them and all those that minister to her. I pray for, uh, for Joe Hunter as well, and I pray for EJ and Molly Washington and uh, Miss Evelyn Beeson. I lift them up to you, Lord. I pray that you'll comfort them as only you can and then Lord we think about this Sunday as we focus on sanctity of human life Sunday right now Lord we just want to pray for the unborn I pray that there'll come a day God where it will not be legal Lord for abortion to take place God have mercy on us Lord and we pray for the unborn and I pray Lord that you'll uh, just be with us this coming Sunday God that we'll see the truth in your word God that we are all created in your image as human beings and and uh, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that we should value every human life. Red, yellow, black, and white, Lord, we're all created uh, in your image. And Lord, we're created not for us, but for you as we were reminded tonight. So I pray that like King Solomon, Lord, that we'll come to the conclusion of the matter that what it's all about is to fear you and obey your word. May that be our purpose tonight, Lord. I pray that would be the purpose of our kids and of our students. God, that we may know of your power and blessing in our life, dear Lord. And I just pray, God, that you'll help us. I pray for your mercy and for your grace and strength. And God, I pray that you'll help us this Sunday to have a wonderful Lord's Day. And until then, Lord, help us to honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us tonight. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. And Lord willing, look forward to seeing you on Sunday, unless the snow rises. <laughs> God bless.